This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. And now we have a treat for sports fans everywhere. It's really important that professional athletes learn what uh, to say and how to deliver their message. We've got a great first half. Make sure you keep the ball doing the work. We're still looking to get it in the wide areas. First of all, it's the correct stadium design, but also the correct pitch construction. And that clash, that rivalry comes together with that traditional white blocked against that more modern, contemporary neon color. All these events live on the program. We'll continue to do our best to cover sport in the way that you like, backed up by our highly professional team. Grandstand starts now on BFM 89.9. It is that time of the week again. Hey, thanks for joining me. It's me, Ross, uh, and um, it is Grandstand. This is where we, we take a look at sports from a different angle. We... we focus on different sports every week we talk to the people in the sport about the sport last week we had alex jung in here talking about racing and we're sticking with the racing theme we've got uh, we've got a young lad here he's he's very quick um he's off Malaysian Dutch parentage, am I right? Yeah, that's that's correct. Yes, I got it right. Daniel Bugas, welcome to the show. Thanks, Russ. Great to be here. Uh, not nice of you to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What do you do? I, you ride bikes. Yeah, I do. Um, that's uh, a crazy part of my life. <laughs> what 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 category bikes do you ride? Uh, well, uh, for the past two years, it's been uh, the 250cc class. Um, this year is going to be the Superstock 1000cc class. Um, yeah, and um, so I just recently uh, jumped jumped a, a couple of classes actually from a super, from 250 jump super sport right into super stock, and yeah, uh, recently we, we we made a deal with uh, G Garage, um, G Garage SBK. Brilliant. And yeah, so far it's been a pretty good journey this year. Good, good. I, I mean, I, I I I first came across you. I've been commentating three years now on the Malaysian Superbike series, and of course, come across you and. I'm, Wow, this kid's rapid, and uh, yeah, all right. So you're only twenty, right? You, you, you're just starting on 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 this this road, literally, <laughs> to superstardom, if you like. But um, okay, how did it all start? Um, well, for, honestly, for me, one of my fondest memories was uh, when I was a child. Uh, I still remember one of my first memories was watching MotoGP. Who were you watching? Who who was? It was a Rossi. If I can't remember which track, but it was a wet race. I still remember Rossi crashed that day, and my brother just lost all hope. And I was like, "Nope, Rossi's gonna do it." And he came back and finished top five. And so, is he is he the the idol you you grew up? Oh yeah, definitely. He's um he's an inspiration. Yeah. I mean, to do what he does at his age, that is honestly amazing. Uh, I, I agree. I agree. They don't call him the professor for, for nothing. Is that, yeah, yeah? The doctor. The yeah. doctor, that's it. No, <laughs> professor's Alan Pross. <laughs> Different spot. <laughs> um, what about the, the, the riders of today, the, the Marc Marquez? And, I mean, oh, that guy's an alien. Right? right? Um, I, I mean, I, you see him fall off, get back on, and then win the race. Yeah, and what? he pretty much crashes and gets back on and uh, it just doesn't make sense how he does it <laughs> i mean when, when you when you prepare for a race talk us talk us through all right you're, you're having a race say race weekend obviously yeah. the day before you're qualifying yeah how do you set yourself i mean do you set yourself targets how does that go about um well for me i always just analyze uh, how my sector timing was in each lap i uh, see where i was strong see where what my consistency was and then we see, like, from the qualifying time, what can we expect? Can we expect to push a bit more? Should we um, uh, just keep it where we are just so that we don't take too much risk? 
it's a lot that that uh, that has to be taken into account for. And, uh, yeah. Well, how 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 much time do you put into pre-qualifying? Pre-qualifying. Yeah. So so before you call before you go in and do your Saturday, oh, call, okay. call, yeah. How much effort's gone into that for for um, a meet a weekend? For me, like uh, every session for qualifying is just uh, feeling the track, feeling the bike a bit more. Because every now and then we do a few suspension changes, a few tuning changes, and yeah, we need to just feel the bike a bit more. And uh, as it goes, then once we go to qualifying, we try to be able to get the bike to where we're comfortable, and then we just push it out. So, it's not a sport that every kid can aspire to. It's not cheap, basically. Yeah. It's the point I'm, I'm getting to. So, how much of this was, was down to dad's <laughs> wallet yeah, yeah. <laughs> at the start? Yeah, at the start, it was really... It was tough, because every time I'd have to ask my dad... Uh, uh, can I can I have a bit of money for this? And and, and uh, hang, let me, right, let, let me just pause you there. Okay, was there was there any trouble convincing them to let you ride bikes first yeah, of all? Definitely. Uh, I mean, I still remember the uh, even when I rode on the road for a while. Uh, even that was a problem. <laughs> and then, I was never allowed. I, yeah. I think my yeah first time I got on a bike was thirty five, <laughs> and I'm on holiday somewhere. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah, mum would never allow it. So okay, so you you got around that. How did it? How did you then? Get money out of your dad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, because um, every ever since I started, actually, I've always had a support from uh, from either some private sponsors or um, a private team, as per se. And they've always supported me. How many years ago is this when you when you first started? Uh, three and a half now, asking. Okay, so at, at that time, it was it was what? Did you have sponsors at the start? Um, well, no. At first, it was just a track days for fun. Uh-huh. And I still remember there was a a, a garage at uh, Elite Speedway. Okay. And they came out to me and they were like oh you're doing quite well uh, how about you train with us so that's how it all started <laughs> that's how it started yeah <laughs> so what well, until today are you still with elite um no unfortunately uh, that team uh, didn't go far mm-hmm. um they, yeah it was financial uh, there's a financial issue that happens ev- yeah. every season right yeah it's um it's a struggle of racing honestly like um finances financially it's really a struggle okay i mean all right you 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 managed to convince your your parents to let you ride your, your dad's been very supportive mum mm-hmm. how, how does mum take all this does she like bite into a piece of cloth every <laughs> weekend or, or what uh, well, she's actually the one that's more into bikes than my dad. <laughs> Superb. But she is uh, always worried when I'm on the track. And, of uh, course. Yeah, she she does cry. Yeah. And yeah, that's um, I, f- I feel bad at the same time when I when I get off, I always give her a hug, and she's yeah. she feels better. Yeah. <laughs> so when when you're out, um, not racing, do you ride or drive? Um, now I drive because. Um, uh, I've kind of gotten scared of riding on the No, uh, absolutely. I mean, let, let's face it. Riding bikes is one thing. It is dangerous. But then you're riding on Malaysian roads yeah, it's, with uh, Malaysian drivers, yeah. right? You know what I mean? I mean, that, that's a whole different ballgame. Yeah, like I, I chickened out about two years ago. I was like, <laughs> no, this is dangerous. <laughs> so, okay, rewind. Three years ago, um, you, you were racing just for fun. And then uh, Elite Racing came up to you and said, hey, you're pretty quick. Race for us and all that. So, how long between that and your first competitive race? Uh, it was about a six or seven month period, if I remember. And then uh, it came up to the point where MSBK round one came up in 2017. Mm-hmm. And then the coach is like, "Hey, how about you you ride my bike for this race?" Because he was supposed to race that year. Uh, okay. He's like, "How about you ride?" And I was like, "Wow, are, are you serious?" <laughs> And then uh, a few other people who were there, they were students of the coach. Yeah. And they were nice enough to sponsor me the tires. 
Brilliant. And that was a huge moment because I was already figuring out how am I going to afford the tires and everything. Yeah. Because yeah. I didn't I didn't want to ask that. Yeah, yeah. I felt bad. Obviously. Yeah. Obviously. From there on, that was the first round, and that was a great round because I qualified second in my yeah, group. Yeah. And that was a huge moment for me. So I mean. This, I mean, the, the standard of riding in, in Malaysia to, to, I mean, we can't compare to the Mar- Marquesas of the world and all that, but it is a pretty high standard here, right? It is, yeah. We have a lot of good riders. Like, you can see even like, the likes of Cosmo Daniel and Adam Norden when mm. they went to CV yeah. recently. Yeah, they, they absolutely, yeah. absolutely. All, all, so all these are, are the people, do you, do you mix with them? Do you mix with all um, them? Not with Cosmo uh, or uh, Adam. But, uh, They're just too busy, aren't they? Yeah, it's hard to see them around here. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, wicked stuff. Um, we're going to take a little break now. We're, we're talking to Daniel Bugas. He is a young motorbike rider. We're going to find out about this upcoming season of MSBK. Uh, that is next. More grandstand coming right up on BFM 89.9. Bole Fikir Mandalam, BFM 89.9, the business station. This is Grandstand on BFM 89.9. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, this week on Grandstand, we're focusing on racing. We're talking to young racer Daniel Bogus. He's half Dutch, half Malay. I got that right. Yep, that's correct. Yeah? Um, so, best of both worlds, really. Yeah, you could say that, I guess. <laughs> what would your dad do? Um, my dad was a civil engineer. Um, now he's a he's still an engineer, um, a man, area manager. I think is his position is okay. Yeah, cool. For an Australian company. All right. So d- does your does your mum work or she she? No, she's a housewife. Yeah. But she paints. But, and yeah. you you've got a big family. Um. Yeah. I got a well, a family of five. Just a younger sister and and an elder brother. Elder brother uh, who's who's sitting next to you now at, at yeah. the <laughs> at the recording. Um, both Barcelona fans, I understand. Yeah, that's correct. How, how, uh, why, 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 don't, why aren't you PSV or Ajax fans? Oh, yeah. Didn't your dad push you? Uh, well, we are, and in family, we are all, we are all Ajax fans. Yeah, it's yeah. like they play total football. What's yeah. not to like about Ajax, right? I mean, we, we absolutely love them. What they did this season was absolutely, absolutely amazing. Yeah. And you look at those players; they won't be there next year as well. Oh, yeah, it's such a pity. I was so hoping that they at least half would be there. Yeah. Yeah, everyone's going, and it's just unfortunate. All right, we're going to come clean here. Uh, we were recording this actually two weeks before, so now when it's being aired, we're actually two weeks into the brand new Malaysian Superbike season. So, asking you about aspirations this season, how do you think you're you're better prepared for this season than you were the season before? Yeah, um, definitely. This this season has been uh, the preparation for this season has been great. Um, the team have been so supportive. Like uh, pretty much every track day that we, that there was, we've been to, which has given me way more mileage on the bike. Um, especially because it's a new bike, so I had to learn a lot. Mm-hmm. And same goes for fitness. They've even given me a, a what is this a diet a diet to follow. Wow. So it's been really great, and it's been I feel much stronger, much better than last year. Okay, so that's what sets the serious people apart from the other guys yeah. it, it's things like the diets and all that you do you follow it yeah it's all right no one's listening you can tell me <laughs> so coach isn't this thing at all just between you and me daniel <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I follow it pretty pretty strictly actually like um i've completely cut out cut out rice uh noodles and everything it's just been um meat and veggies mostly good um yeah so does it 
mentally uh, I, you're maturing every season yeah definitely how how do you approach a race do you close yourself off from everything do you not talk to people on race day and stuff like that um, no I use race day as a really relaxed day like I try not to be so stressed um, of course yeah I'm, I'm focused like, I'm definitely always uh, checking track map trying to uh, are you are you replaying qualifying in yeah. your head on race day like before I get before I ride on the bike I always get on the bike and just uh, I sorry I sit down in a chair and I always just uh, close my eyes and reimagine everything I did in qualifying just so that when I start I was like nope yep this is what I gotta do absolutely yeah. absolutely um okay Ray, do you have any superstitions do you like wear the same underpants <laughs> <laughs> Well, the same smelly socks or something. <laughs> well, I've had the bad habit of wearing the same inner suit every day. So I would literally, at night, wash it, hang it to dry. Even if it's not dry yet, I'll wear it again. Because I just felt safe in that inner suit. Okay. But it's something i got to change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now he's got a few few sets of inner suits. So it's all right. It's all right. Um, um, how do you set yourself targets? I mean, you, like, okay, season's just starting now. Do you go, right... I want 10 points more than last season or 20 points more. I want to do this. I want to do that. Do you set yourself targets to start season? Uh, yeah, for me, like, it's it's tough to set a target when I've uh, switched category because, yeah, it's a different bike and everything. Um, but the target that I have, which is my so-called realistic target, is to finish not too far from the front front runners. So this year, again, uh, last year was Huffy Guysme, yep. a good friend of mine. Yep. Um, and, yeah, he's, he's just amazing. So my target was to finish within... 30 seconds at least of him uh, by the end of the year. So that's targeting a timing of, yeah, not too far off of his, like 1.52 seconds. Baby Hulk, as he's known. Baby Hulk. Baby yeah. Hulk. Um, yeah. uh, he, he teaches riding, which leads me to, uh, is that something you, you're going to eventually do? I know you're, you're still, what, you're 20, so yeah. why would you work? But eventually, you feel that's something you want to give back and, and do? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, right, uh, I used to teach riding, actually, already. Uh, really? Last year, yeah. Um, I used to do uh, riding clinics. Um, well, that that disbanded recently, and then um, I joined uh, Halfwit actually. Okay. Yeah, so we do group coaching together. Brilliant, <laughs> brilliant. Because that that is that is the way. I mean, like like we we mentioned before, the the level of riding is quite high. I think because Malaysian riders are mostly fearless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they have to contend with Malaysian drivers every day. <laughs> uh, okay, how high? Do you set your ambitions? Do you think, I want to be on the world stage. I want to be racing, do you know what I mean? Mark Marquez in three years. And it'll be an older Mark Marquez. But yeah. do, do, do you set those targets and are they achievable? Um, well, for me, the target, obviously, the the wish is to be in the world championship. Um, MotoGP is a whole different story because yeah. that is just, yeah, it's another level. Yeah, Like, I would... Um, I would like to be able to get at least to Asia Road Racing and British Superbikes, if I can. So you're talking double the the bike capacity for for starters, right? Five hundred cc and I know what it's now. Yeah, it would be the same that I'm racing this year, the thousand cc. Thousand cc's. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, why 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 wouldn't you? Why is that not achievable? Do you think? Um, well, how how far ahead of Malaysia are they? Uh, well, because see, like for me, I see that in Spain, uh, they have a huge, uh, great development. Yeah. Like the teams have, like you can see the CV Championship, yeah. they have the Moto3, the Euro Talent Cup. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of places where kids can go and really build. And I feel that that's just not as apparent in Malaysia. Yeah. So to get that sponsorship to bring you into the World Championship, it's really difficult. 
what like what Sibang is doing now yeah. is already amazing. Uh, yeah, that's where all their money is going, isn't yeah. it? I mean, but but that that's got to be a drip. But yeah, I mean that that doesn't just because you have the talent doesn't mean you get there because yeah. it is about finding money at the end of the day. But um, do you reckon it's achievable? I think if I push and train hard enough, I I reckon I I might be able to get there one day. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully, maybe at least two World Superbike something. Yeah. What's the fastest you've ever been? On the street? Yeah. Uh, recently, I rode a CBR. Uh-huh. Um, my boss's bike actually, and uh, he tuned it up really, really well. And it was something like three hundred ten, I think. Do you, are you like a feather? Like, do you, what goes through your head at three hundred and ten kilometers? Yeah, I was freaking out actually because <laughs> uh, on my normal race bike, usually we reach about two nine seven. Yeah. On his bike, I saw two hundred ninety nine from before the stands end. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this is fast. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. Obviously, in in your business, there there are lots of scrapes. Mm, yes. Um. Tell us about your, your your first mishap on a bike. Yeah, my first crash was at uh, the Elite Speedway. Uh, I still remember that was, uh, I think, a week or two after I met uh, Hafik. And okay. I asked him uh, how to elbow down. And it was, okay, yeah, so yeah. I tried to pull my elbow down. And uh, yeah, my front just went. I was like, oh, wait, I've crashed. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're literally sliding along the floor. Do you, are you thinking of things when you're sliding? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it, it was pretty slow. And I was like, oh, wait, I'm on the floor. <laughs> Hang on. Whoa, look at the roof and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what's the what's the worst crash? Have you broken bones before and stuff? Well, I've never broken bones. Touch wood, touch wood. Touch wood. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But yeah, the worst was last year in Madeka. Um, yeah, that's a crash I'll never forget. Um, I lost brakes at turn one, um, all the way on the 600 cc. It was my debut on the 600 cc, and yeah, I was going about 240, 245. Just lost brakes, went straight into the wall. Um, had a collapsed lung, uh, internal bleeding in the head, mm-hmm. and it was really bad. But yeah, in the end, I made a full recovery. And when, when you when things like that happen, number one, do you do you have a wake up call and go, listen, maybe maybe I should just you know make videos or play video games, <laughs> and maybe I should do something different. That was me in the hospital. I told my family, yep, uh, no more. <laughs> I still remember saying that to them, no more. I'm yeah. not doing this anymore. And then and then okay. Family obviously will go, yeah, <laughs> they're happy and all yeah, that, right? Mom and dad were ecstatic. <laughs> but it, but then how long before you wanted to get back on it? The second I got at the hospital, I think it took me about three or four days, and I still remember the last round of the 2018 season was coming up. That's right. I was like, you uh, wanted to make it, but you were still injured, yeah, right? I was still having pain in my back, yeah. and chest, and everything. But I thought, uh, Ma, can, can I can I race this race? <laughs> I was like, I can fix the bike in time, yeah. <laughs> But uh, yeah, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I remember because you, your name was down for for that last race. But yeah, yeah it didn't quite make it. And then I, I did message you, and you said, "Oh yeah, injury was yeah, was yeah. too bad." But uh, okay, how many crashes does a a normal biker have? Do, do you research stuff like that in in, in his career? No, I mean, I things think... like like Rossi. How many times do you reckon he's come off his bike? Yeah, it's hard to say. Exactly, they, right? I mean, these guys, especially for them in MotoGP, they're pushing the limit every time. So they'll find the limit and they'll they'll go down. So have you met any of your heroes? Yeah. Uh, well, personally, I've only met the Malaysian riders. Mm-hmm. Uh, guys, Ufami, Hafiz. Uh, they're really friendly. Um, yeah. I have taken a photo with uh, Marquez. Um, but yeah, I've never met them and had a conversation. Well, one thing that really amazes me about Mark Marquez, apart from his amazing riding, is the fact that his hair 
is always. Do you know he takes off his helmet? Do you know he takes off his helmet and he's got a full quiff? And you go like, dude, for two hours, it, weren't you sweating? <laughs> I just realized that. Do you know what I mean? He's always got his he's hair. He's always got his hair. He's smiling, he's beaming. He's, he's totally television friendly. Yeah, don't you yeah, think? True, true. And, and, and that's his brother. Who's in who's yeah. in MotoGP two? The last race they both won. They both won, and then his dad. You see them all. They all got the same face, right? Yeah, they're, yeah. they're all standing there going, <laughs> "You go, that's the Marquez family." Um, your 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 older brother obviously is not not into racing, is he? Um, no, he's into bikes though. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a big part of why I started riding. <laughs> and and your younger sibling? Uh, yeah. She she told me the other day. She said that she wants to buy a bike and ride. And I was like, oh no, what's mom going to say? Exactly. <laughs> that, that's mom just going to go, right, that's it. It's you. Yeah. That's your fault. But, I mean, of, that that's totally the classic thing that would happen. Your, your, your youngest in the family would just go, I want to do that because yeah. that looks the most fun, <laughs> doesn't it? Really? Okay. Um, how? What would be acceptable for, for this season now? I mean, for, for you. Meaning as a, as a finishing? Yeah. Uh, for me, season end. We're coming to the last race of the season. Where you place, ideally? For me, ideally, I would like to already be uh, overall top five at least consistently in the at that point. As well as if if I am going to be in the rookie championship, I'm not sure if they'll let me anymore. But um, if I can be in the uh, B B class, mm-hmm. ideally, I would like to hopefully win. You gotta win that if you're in the rookies. Yeah. Yeah. No. You. You. For me, you're not. You're not in. The, I ain't putting you in the rookies. No way. Uh, brilliant stuff. Listen, we're, we're talking to Daniel Bugas. We're concentrating on, on motorbikes this week. And uh, we're going for another short break. Back right after this. A view of sports from every angle. This is Grandstand. Break from mediocrity. BFM 89.9. Sit back, talk sports and play ball. This is Grandstand. Hey, thanks for sticking with us. Uh, part three of this week's Grandstand, looking at uh, motorbikes. Ma- Ma- the Malaysian superbike season is underway. And up-and-coming Malaysian rider Daniel Bugas. Uh, we've been talking to Daniel. Uh, Daniel, obviously, we're recording this before the season started. Now we're one week into the season and all that. But all the riding uh, aside... Um, how does Daniel Bugas relax? You at the end of the day, you're you're a twenty year old. Don't you get up to twenty year old things? Um, well, recently I've uh, decided to be more focused, and yeah, it's uh, the only really relaxing time I have is the maybe uh, one two hours in every other day to spend with friends or family. And um, what, what do you do? Do you play squash? Do you, do you box? Do you um, well, play back? I play futsal and football. Yeah, um, yeah cool. every now and then. Um, but then uh, the rest is just um, studies, exams. So you, you are still studying. What, what are yeah. you studying? I'm studying a public relations uh, diploma. All right. So, yeah, and, um, was, was that a criteria put in by your parents? You can do oh, bikes, no. but... <laughs> no, I mean, uh, <laughs> is something you want to do? It's something I want to do. Because um, at, at the end of the day, no matter, I guess no matter how far you get in bikes, you might need an education to fall back on, I feel. So, that's just way too sensible for a 20-year-old yeah. to say. <laughs> 
Dude, I'm twice your age. I don't think like that. <laughs> no, that's the problem. <laughs> so, what is there? Is, um, young girls must be queuing up and, and wanting to take you out and stuff. Do you, uh, there are a bevy of beauties waiting. Oh, no. Because it's a glamorous thing you're in, I mean, right? <laughs> I wouldn't like to look at it that way, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just no time for that. <laughs> no, what, no one special? You want to go, hi, babe. <laughs> God, no one's listening. It's all right, it's a quiet one. Nah, I said hi, babe, to my bike and everything. <laughs> <laughs> Spoken like a true champion. Um, <laughs> what, what, what kind of music do you listen to? Oh, um, old school hip-hop. Yeah? Yeah, also hip-hop and R&B, that's my, that's my go-to. Wicked. Yeah. And, and do, do, do you like movies? What kind of movies do you like? Do you like all that old Marvel stuff that was on recently? Oh yeah, that was great. Like, yeah? uh, watching uh, the End Game. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Um, what, what kind of advice would you give? Say, young, young kids are listening now. Um, it is a very niche sport still. Yeah. In, in Malaysia, right? Um, how, how, how do you advise someone who wants to get started in this? Well, for me, I, I think if you've got a passion for it, if you've got a real love for the sport, uh, by all means do it and um, never give up. Because uh, if you keep pushing and you keep practicing, keep training hard, eventually you'll get there. And there's no point stopping halfway. If you're there, just keep trying. And and, and when you're doing it, do it prof- professionally, do it, do it properly. Definitely. Don't uh, don't go around showing that you're, you're smoking on social media. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like you, if you want to do this, you gotta do it properly. You gotta. I mean, you're eating the right foods. You're, yeah. you're you're going to bed early. You're you're doing everything yeah. right. But do you feel, as a 20 year old, there's a part of you that you're missing out on when you see your mates go posting pictures from Phuket and <laughs> and going wild? You go, oh, that should be me. Yeah, I mean, perhaps there are a lot of sacrifices I've had to make. Um, a lot of family time, a lot of uh, time with friends. Yeah. Like even uh, this coming uh, round one, um, we were thinking of going to Australia as a family. Next thing you know, I was like, yeah, that's one and a half weeks until the race starts. I can't do that. Mm-hmm. So in the end, I got to stay home and train. And yeah, that's a sacrifice that I have to make every now and then. But the family is still going though, right? Um, no, uh, <laughs> my mum and sister cancelled. Oh, what? <laughs> so it's quite sad. I felt bad. Exactly. Uh, it's your fault. Yeah. You it, better it, win that first weekend. I, I better do something good. <laughs> Okay, so preparation for, for like a brand new season coming up now. Um, how much time have you already put in? Oof, it's hard to say really, but... Um, I mean, I'm, I'm talking man hours at the track. How long do you reckon? What? Uh, Since the off-season. Track, track time, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to say because like, um, I think this, season, this year already we've done about seven track days mm. and uh, time attack as well. So easily... Upwards of 20, 20 hours on on off track time alone, um, but most of it is just off the track. Like um, uh, for this for this fasting period uh, during before summer, uh I would go for a run around two three a.m. and then I eat and then I sleep. Wow, you you don't find you collapsing and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, respect, respect. Uh, I mean, yeah, you you have to tell yourself to do that. Do do you find motivation a bit of a problem sometimes? Yeah, it's, sometimes it's difficult. Like uh, if if I want to go to the gym and it's just after eating, I'm just thinking, oh, the bed looks really good. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and to just push myself to get there. But that's why, like right now, I'm actually uh, staying with Hafik. 
and sometimes we push each other to go to the gym, to go for a run, and that helps a lot. He's as serious as you about this? Oh yeah, definitely. He's uh, working out with him is crazy. Like <laughs> he really pushes. Brilliant. That's what I mean. The, the standard of of riders and 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 the the riding in Malaysia is very high. Um, where do you, where's Daniel Burger see himself ten years from now? Ten years from now, so I would be thirty turning thirty one. Yeah. So you could either be winding down the career like like a Rossi, going, you know, maybe just another championship before I go, <laughs> or you'd have a successful school somewhere. Well, ideally, I would like not to stop. This is something that I love, and I think no matter how far I go, this is something that I want to keep doing. Like it's something I enjoy so much. It's such a big part of my life right now, and I can't imagine stopping. Up, uh, ideally, I would like to go to Rossi's age, but yeah, that's fitness, that's dedication, total yeah. dedication. Yeah. So uh, I mean, hopefully in a bigger championship, and um, maybe in the World Superbike one day or something like that. It would be it would be great to be there. Um, yeah. What well, I mean, obviously, the, the answer you're gonna come up with now is, is sponsorship. But is is that what it would take for you to up sticks and say maybe settle yourself in Europe for one season and and do the circuit there? Because that's where the recognition is, right? Yeah, definitely. Like um, a great championship to be in, in Europe is uh, IDM. Uh, it's uh, the German championship, but they go around Europe. Okay. And yeah, ideally, I would like to take a step towards there, or either going to Asia Road Racing. Like, how, how much sponsorship are you, are you talking about raising for something like this for a season? Are you talking what millions? No, like for let's say for IDM or the Spanish championship. Mm-hmm. Um, if I remember correctly, Hafik told me that for Moto Two, for let's say a mid-tier team, you'll be paying something like two hundred thousand euros. Wow. So it is almost a million ringgit. That, that's what, including carting your bike there, the yeah. whole entourage, everything. Training, everything, all, all settled there. And how much can you expect to win? Uh, how much? <laughs> no, but it's not about that, right? Yeah, it, it's really just about getting there, proving what you're worth, and really making it through. Is that really what, what you guys want to do? Is that people like people like you and Hafik, is that what you aspire to? Yeah, I mean, we always feel that we can do, we can do, we can get there. Um, especially like Hafik, he, he was he's a um, pretty much a wasted talent right now. He went to Moto three, yeah. had a, had a bit of tough luck yeah. all the way through, and for me, he deserves to be in the world championship. Yeah. So, is for us, it's always just a constant struggle of telling us that yeah, we can get there, we, mm. can, we can keep pushing, we deserve to be there. It is it is a small clique of of riders as well. You stick yeah. together. You push each other. We can see the camaraderie when, when you guys race. All the high fives after. And, and yeah, I mean, it, it's very friendly. Um, do, you, do you think Malaysia needs more tracks? I mean, everything happens at Sepang now, right? Yeah, definitely. We need we need way more tracks. Uh, because that's what... Puts one in Penang would be so cool, oh, right? That would be nice, yeah. Right. Like, like, one thing that separates like a country like Spain to Malaysia is the fact that they have so many tracks. So many car- go-kart tracks where you can train with mini bikes, p- uh, pit bikes, uh, so many big circuits. In Malaysia right now, we only have Sepang. Hmm. And yeah, yeah, a few of these smaller ones, yeah, yeah. But it's just not enough because if you learn only one track, you'll never learn how another track. Is exactly, handled. exactly. Although it is a, a world class track, I yeah, mean, it's, yeah, it's a brilliant circuit. But you need a different. You need a change every now and then. Like Johor right now, that would have been perfect to learn. But right. yeah, unfortunately, it's not open. Um, I spoke to Alex Young recently, and and he was telling me about esports mm, and and right. how it's become a thing. E racing is apparently yeah. 
a thing. Even for bikes now, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a great it's a great thing that they have. Like even someone got signed recently officially by Yamaha MotoGP. As a so you, you're telling me you're telling me the skills on a joypad on a PS4 is translatable to you being on a bike on a track. It's similar in ways. Like it's just controlling the power, the braking. Because uh, me and Hafi we always play uh, like MotoGP yeah. on, on PS4. Yeah. And yeah, there's actually quite a lot of similarity in the sense that you need to know when to downshift if you downshift on the on the joystick itself. Yeah. Or if you when you're braking, when you're controlling the. Slide. Of course, no one uses the automatic mode when you race, right? I mean, uh, come on, it's unheard of, right? <laughs> well. <laughs> <laughs> No, but but it, it is really trans- translatable. So in, in future, we're going to get a world champion that that's going to go. Yeah, at fourteen, I, I was playing Gran Turismo and, and MotoGP, and uh, well, it's quite similar. But I would say from game to the real thing is harder. Um, like the recent, the recent, I can't remember his name, but the Yamaha MotoGP eSport athlete, he's actually a track day rider. Wow. Yeah, and looking at his uh, his photos and his uh, videos, he looks pretty fast. Are you into it? Into esports, yeah, I, yeah, big time. I actually, I actually love esports. I think it's a, it's a great market, and yeah, we're always playing games. <laughs> in my day, I'd get a slap across the head, go study. What are you doing playing it <laughs> now? You can just go, Mom, I'm going to win a million. What's your problem? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy the amount of money that is in it. It's um, it's a real it's a real good market. How times have changed, yeah. eh? Um, do you see yourself having kids in future? And Okay, you okay. I, I've played it out for you. You have kids. You've got two kids. Your 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 oldest, who's eight nine, comes up to you and go, "Dad, I'm really into racing." Yep, uh, I wouldn't stop him. Really? I would. I would encourage it. <laughs> but well, you'd you'd have to teach him. You'd have to be hands on to make sure he does it correctly. Yeah, otherwise, definitely. Like for me, I've always said, um, the second my kid walks, I want to get him on a bike. <laughs> It's like uh, I've always had that dream of you know, it, it would be beautiful to have a father-son bonding on the bike. I think it's just the, a nice thing to see. Brilliant. But I would definitely make sure best gear, best uh, training. Of course, sure of course, of course. Daniel Burgess, thank you so much coming in and, and, and talking to, to us. Um, I wish you all the best uh, for this brand new season, for, for, your, for your career and, and everything that comes up. Right, thanks so much, Ross. Brilliant stuff. Hey, thanks for listening. Uh, as I say, uh, when this show is being aired now, the MSBK season is in full swing. Check on Daniel. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's on Twitter. He's on everything. He's one of the, yeah, he's one of these young kids. <laughs> uh, exactly. Thanks for listening. I'm back next week. Uh, until then, bye-bye. Tune in next week for more Grandstand on BFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.